Hey you, Nina here. So you know those inopportune moments when you really want to put your best foot forward, you've got somebody there who you want to impress and you just want to be yourself, but for some reason, the most insecure part of you gets triggered and then it starts speaking for you. (laughs) I had one of those moments this week and believe it or not, it was on a date when my insecure part decided to rear its very loud, insecure voice. So if you listen to this episode, you and I are both consenting to have a very playful experience that will help us diversify our ability to play with insecurity. Not everything, folks, but at least one facet to help you, me, and everyone who comes across this potentially transform a hard conversation into a teachable moment. So have a journal on hand or a good friend to dialogue with what comes up for you in this episode. For now, you know I'm curious. You ready to play? Welcome to Triggered. Can we play with that? You know that moment when your emotions ramp up in an instant, leaving you feeling helpless, frozen, or out of control? In that moment, you've been emotionally hijacked, the very definition of triggered. And I want to ask you, can we play with that? I'm Nina L. Garcia, drama therapist and empowerment coach of Houston Creative Arts Therapy. Join me as we discover ways to empower you and the people who mean the most to you to transform hard conversations into teachable moments. Triggered. Real playful. Real respectful. Real empowered. Let's take a breath. So here's some context, because you know I'm going to start with the story right from the top in this episode. But here's some context. It is public knowledge that I've been going through divorce proceedings for a minute now, right? These things take time, apparently, if you didn't already know that. But during this process, I spoke with my ex about me dating again. I said, listen, I got to get back out there. I got to start practicing. And so I've also been dating for a minute while I'm divorcing. And that's where today's story begins. Here we go. So picture it. It was a Monday evening. And I had been talking to this guy... Uh, we're going to call him Jack, uh, and for the sake of this story, we cannot possibly encompass the full being that is Jack, so this is why we're just going to say Jack, made-up name, because we were really only captured one night with this guy. And so it had been like weeks of talking, and we were finally meeting up for our date, and we went out for a hike, and and we went out to dinner afterward, and it was fun. We had a good time. And when I tell you that Jack, on paper, was ideal, really fit the bill. I mean, we're talking great on paper. Had a great job, loved being outdoors, also a divorcee, also had children, and just seemed so sweet, was very attractive. And I was like, oh my gosh, we're going to hit it off. We're going to hit it off. It's going to be great, but I don't want to put all my eggs in one basket. So already I was feeling nervous, which was, I'm going to be honest with y'all, new for me. I don't know if you know this, but I regularly practice not being nervous. I regularly practice courage in the face of fear. Uh, And so actually feeling nervous before a date was new for me. Going into this already, 
this leaves me vulnerable to something being off. And this is really important. As you all know, I teach you recognize your moments of vulnerability because something could go wrong down the line. So already I was nervous. And then on the date, I happened to be saying these things. And I kept wondering afterward, why do I keep saying that? I must have said, I kid you not, five to seven times at least, something along the lines of, just so you know, Jack, I'm a lot, like I'm a lot of energy, okay? And I'm not for everyone. You know, I'm really not for everyone. Um, Can we just pause a minute? Why would anybody continue to say that over and over again? And on the date, I was thinking, what is that? Like, why do I keep saying that? Well, that folks, psychoeducation moment, is your emotion hijacking you. That was my nervous, fearful part hijacking me and expressing something that I did not want to say, but was feeling, okay? I did not believe this also, just so we're clear. I know that I have a lot to offer and I think that that's exceptional. Feeling-wise, however, I was clearly feeling a little bit insecure and that was what was showing up on this date. And so, mind you, I'm aware of this. I'm trying to reel it in, but it's not working, folks, because it gets worse. Not only do I say this embarrassingly, somewhere between five to seven times. But at the very end of the date, I say something akin to, you're just so sweet. And I just feel like, you know, what are the chances that I'm more like a lion and you're more like a lamb and I'm just going to wreck you? (sighs) I'm not even kidding. Let, Let me just repeat that as my head falls into my hand. I said something along the lines of, I felt like I was going to wreck him. What the literal hell? (laughs) I mean, I want us to laugh about it now, but let's be clear. This was a really embarrassing date for me. I did not believe that. I could not believe that that's what came out of my mouth. And again, I thought, oh my gosh, what the heck is happening here? Nina, you are known for being confident and composed and really well-spoken. WTH is happening get your ish together. So (laughs) needless to say, the date ends. And overall, I think it went well. And also overall, I think that I came off and I won't speak for Jack, but for myself, I, I came off as insecure. And I was very, very curious about this. So if we can laugh about it now and lean into this because you know that I want you to be able to lean into these moments too, it's really important, y'all. Here's what is happening. On the outside, everything I just told you is what literally happened, embarrassingly so, but also truthfully so. But here's a little bit of more psychoeducation on what's happening. Emotions, the things that we feel on the inside, and of course, you may know that there are five main emotions, fear, anger, joy, disgust, and sadness, okay? Emotions can be enmeshed with one another. That means that even if I'm feeling, say, excited and nervous in the present moment, previous times that I have felt excited or nervous that may be associated with things like hiking or where we went to dinner or even his energy and personality type can recall previous times that I have felt that way. Even though it's unrelated, it can enmesh with a time that I have felt nervous and anxious and insecure, even if it wasn't in the present. 
something from the past can be pulled forward. That, my friends, is how you know something has been triggered when something bigger or older than that moment is what shows up. And I ain't playing with you. That is 100% what happened on this date. Something about the way that we engaged with one another triggered this insecure part of me that I can absolutely place back to being, I kid you not, 19 or 20 years old. I remember the time that I said to someone, I just feel like I'm going to wreck you. Now, let's dive in a little more. This was a good guy, okay? Jack, yes, good on paper, but also so comfortable to be around. So I felt so safe in his presence. We laughed. It was a good time. What was happening internally was my fear jumped up, expressing itself as insecurity, bringing back 19 or 20-year-old insecure me, And we need to ask ourselves, I want you to be able to ask yourself, why did this just happen? Because I promise you, it is likely not just because of your present moment. It's something that is hijacking you from the past. This is what triggers are and what they do. So let's lean in. Why would this happen? You already know emotions will hijack you. So remember the context of where Nina is in this story. I'm going through a divorce, have been going through a divorce, and it actually isn't the divorcing part that was the issue here. It's the relationship that I had had previously. I had spent much of the past three years in a world where I was consistently neglected by my chosen partner. Now, because neglect is what became normal in my reality, here I have someone on this wonderful date with this wonderful guy who's reaching out to connect with me, who I want to connect with. He's not neglecting me, and immediately that is different for my body. Now, what do you know about when things happen that are different for you? Sometimes that can be scary, can be so scary, and some insecure, fearful part of you can literally pop up and say something like, I feel like I'm going to wreck you. But actually, and this part is really, really important. When you're hijacked and you say something that seemingly feels oppressive to someone else like this, right? That has nothing to do with them. I'm going to say nine times out of 10 because I don't know the context of your story, but I'm going to say confidently nine times out of 10, that has nothing to do with that person. Because internally, I was not actually feeling and thinking and believing that I was going to hurt him in any way, shape or form. I processed this right after that and I thought, What was that? Internally, what I was experiencing was, Nina, you're not good enough for him. You're damaged. He's doing well. Leave him that way. Well, what I have to say to this now, fearful, insecure part, is F that, okay? Y'all take another breath in. (sighs) Because we are about to play with this and we're about to get really real. 
I want you to join with me because here's the part of the episode where I invite both you and I to disrupt the unhelpful narrative that just popped up and flip the script because I am not damaged and I do not wreck people. That is not my truth. It is not objectively or subjectively my truth, but some part of me that was hijacked believed it was in that moment. And it is likely that some parts of you have done the same. They have hijacked you with a belief that is simply not true. It's not your truth and you know it, but oh man, it got the best of you. So if you've got a pen and paper close by, I want you to join with me and we're about to write a letter to the part of us that is afraid, that is insecure, that holds us back when we deserve to move forward. So now I've done this. Here is mine in this moment. Dear fearful part of me, you deserve to be seen and felt and heard because you protect me above all costs. And for that, you are so loved. Though you have spent the last few years feeling often unseen, unheard, and unloved in your closest relationship, that is not your weight to carry anymore. I chose to leave that space. I give you permission to release that burden so we can move forward. You deserve to not be afraid. And I deserve to be with someone who sees me and feels me and hears me. We deserve to be loved, so let that damage go. We don't need the wreckage anymore. Sincerely, your ride or die, Nina. As you take the time to write your own letter, Know that this is about your relationship with you. Let me repeat that because this is not about the jacks of the world. As wonderful and fantabulous as the jacks of the world may be, this is not about them. This is about you and your relationship with you. We're nearing the end of the episode, and I'm wondering, what is your takeaway? We've done a little bit of creative stuff here, which y'all know I do, so hit me up on Instagram at dramatherapistnina and let me know what you're playing with. You can also head over to houstoncreativeartstherapy.com slash podcast, and for those of you who enjoy a bit of self-exploration, you know I'm going to leave you with a question for this upcoming week, because of course, I am officially inviting you to play with hard things. Every human being feels insecurity all of us at one point or another how that insecurity expresses itself and when that insecurity expresses itself may surprise you as it can look very different from person to person and it can even change from moment to moment i can tell you sidebar now i have never been insecure like this on a date. This was a very new experience for me. So I want to invite you to ask yourself, step one, do I notice when I am speaking from a place of insecurity, fear, 
and lack versus a place of security, love, and abundance. And if I can notice, step two, when I'm speaking from a place of insecurity, fear, and lack, can I disrupt it and flip the script towards security, love, and abundance? This is the notice and disrupt skill. I've spoken about it in previous episodes, but I hope that you can apply it in the context that I've offered here. You have heard me just now go through the notice and disrupt skill, but I'm even thinking, can you take it a step further than just noticing and disrupting? Could I, in this instance, share with that other person? Honestly, I'm not sure I would even get the chance. This was one date that we'd had, right? But I want to offer you a caveat if you're one of the people wondering, you know, what do I do, Nina, then in my own relationships? Do I get a chance to redeem myself? Do I deserve a chance to be redeemed for showing such insecurity like this? Uh, Take you a breath in. And here is the answer that I have to offer. If you and that other person can recognize the rupture and move toward repair, then I don't see any reason that you wouldn't go for it. But the reality is, especially if you're in the dating scene, you may not get the opportunity to repair with the other person. And this is why it is so critical to recognize the rupture within yourself and move toward repair with yourself. You all know, and if you are new, then let it be heard now, what I believe, what I teach, and how I offer right this skill in therapy is that the most important relationship to prioritize is the one between you and yourself so that all other relationships may follow in an aligned fashion because you know that you're at the core and that will ripple out toward others. So I want you to get curious. And if you couldn't play with this today, that's okay too. We'll see you in the next episode. I also want to let you know, fun fact, season three of this this podcast is coming, y'all. It's coming January of 2022. We're going to wrap up the rest of season two's episodes throughout October. And then we're going to come back in January and we're going to be flipping the script. I'm going to tell you now, we're going to be inviting you all to lean into a particular topic monthly instead of what we've been doing, which is offering this really diverse array of stories this season, at least. I love offering the diverse array of stories, but I really want us to be able to lean in together as a community. And I, I really believe that let's see about if we can find that topic for the month and really lean in on episodes of that. If we can get some movement going and some more categories. It'll be different, and change is okay. Otherwise, that's what we planned for today, folks. Thank you so much for taking a minute to explore your triggers as a human, and if this has been helpful and you'd like to support Triggered Can We Play With That, please feel free to leave a rating and a review on iTunes, as turns out that's what actually helps other people find us when you do. Otherwise, Stay curious.